Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Niche to Profit show here on the Vegas Video Network. Woo, woo, woo. 35. I don't know. I like that number. It's good. So today we are talking about something that strikes a nerve or at some point, I know it, don't tell me it hasn't, it has struck a nerve uh, with you and your, your business selling online and that is returns and refunds. Ah, crazy making, right? Um, I have, I have, yes, exactly. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to, hey, I'm not immune. I'm going to share a story about this too. Kind of drove me crazy. But we're also going to talk about, you know, how you can deal with this and uh, not go crazy with it. I am your host, Danny Ackerman, also known as the Danny App. And that's because of my uh, nearly two decades of selling on eBay and online and a lifetime in the resale world. I think I, I think I cut my teeth on a thrift shop teether. I don't know, something like that. Anyway, I help eBay sellers who are struggling with slow sales get out of the mire and the muck of trying to figure this stuff out and start becoming a really profitable e-commerce business. And uh, on the Niche to Profit show, you're going to see some real-time help. Things like changing titles and and what's wrong with a listing that's not getting it up there in the search and getting it to sell. We cover that. We cover hot sales, stuff that is selling really good and for big prices, get you excited, pumped up about your, your business, and uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We just have a lot of fun doing it. And we're going to play another episode of Pick It or Pass It. And uh, that is where you can win some really cool prizes. And uh, learn a little something doing it, too. Uh, we'll make sure it's always educational. We are live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific time on VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. Uh, we have a live chat going. Love my chat, people. Uh, you get to, you know, you get to interact with the show when you come into this live chat. You know, you get to ask questions. Sometimes I put my glasses on so I can really see them. Um if my wonderful director Scott doesn't like whisper in my ear what it says, I know I'm, I'm I can't be fake. I can't say that I I see everyone. I I get prompted. It's all good. That's what these big old headphones are for. Oh, it's a good thing. It's like having the it's like having the voice of God in your ear. And sometimes sometimes he picks on me too, and you guys can't hear it. And then I just have to be a professional and not make a sad face. <laughs> And he holds all the controls. All right. So before we get into our topic today, I just, I th- this is going to be a little public service announcement for all you men out there. Yeah, I'm going to save your life here. Really, truly, I am. So I'm getting ready for the show. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a shower. And ladies, you know, you know. Your shower time is your think time. It is your, like, leave me alone. Let me just, like, process, you know, whatever. I I don't know. I I take mine midday because it's too dang cold in the morning, you know, to get wet. So I'm, like, midday taking my shower. Oh, along comes hubby. And I know hubby's hubby's in the chat, too. (laughs) He'll he'll verify this. So I'm in there, and, you know, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking about the show, and I'm getting ready and everything. He comes in there, and wants to start chatting with me. Okay, ladies, you know this. You know this. You get interrupted while you're in your thinking place. You start thinking about all the things that need to be done that you need help with. Yeah. I sent that man out of that bathroom with a load of dirty towels to go start a load of wash. I'm betting he won't do that again. So, word of warning, guys. If your lady's in the shower, she's in her thinking space. Don't bug her. She's thinking, she's processing, or and and you know what? You're gonna walk in there and you're gonna get put to work. I, am I am I right, Don? You're right. She may just be thinking about the long list that she's making for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I have one of those lists, but No, okay. So he's in the chat. I can't do this. I can't be mean to him because I have curtains hung. Oh, the Ackerman household officially announces the Christmas decorations are put away for the year. Woohoo! Yeah, that's a big. Yeah, that that deserves it too because that's a big. I mean, we were one of those. We were one of those. 
with the Christmas lights still up and the 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 sad little deflated inflatables in the front yard. <laughs> it's gone. Very it's good. Packed away in the shed. And part of that is because I think I channel you in my brain. Oh no. You. For those who don't know, Don, Don Ralston, Diva Don, the decluttering genius, uh, has been on the show many times because she is she is my go-to person. She is my organizational genius. Uh, and I do. I channel you like, what would Don be telling me right here? What would she tell me to do? So yeah, it's not only just taken down, it is put nicely put away with not interrupting anything else in its path. So we don't have to deal with that again. Yay. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Don. Very good. So we're going to do a first, first ever here on the Niche to Profit show. <gasps> what? We're going to bring on a Skype guest and have a live guest. Ooh. So you guys, you guys are part of the first. This so, is going to be like a party. Yes. And you guys have seen a Jeffrey Clark has been on the show before. He is the uh, vinyl and book selling guy. And he, episode 25, I think, is when we had uh, Jeffrey on before. So let, let's bring on Jeffrey and let's uh, jump into. Hey, Jeffrey. Hi, Danny. You got that I little don't... you got that little warning I did. You got that tucked in your memory banks now. Yes. Yes, that was great. And <laughs> I think that, you know, Dawn and I are the perfect choices for your first live and Skype guest, because as you can see behind me, I am the anti-hero to decluttering. <laughs> Dawn there, who's the decluttering diva, and you've got me, who's like, you know, Clutter Clark. So. Oh, I've seen so much worse. Clutter Clark, I love <laughs> I like it. That. I love it. I'm not looking over that shoulder. I'm looking over that shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I didn't look over either one. Actually. That one looks pretty darn good. <laughs> That's still a stack of stuff. <laughs> stack of stuff. Stack of stuff. Yeah. All right. So hey, let's let's jump into this uh, this topic. It's uh, I I so let's 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 dwell in the pain a little bit, shall we? Um, I ran a thread over on the Niche to Profit Facebook group about, I asked people, what's your worst, you know, returns, refunds, nightmare story? Uh, so I wanted to start first with each of you giving a story. So Dawn, how about you? Tell us, tell us about your little story. Well, mine started out bad, but it ended up good. Uh, I had someone buy a holiday sweater from me in November's. And a week later, wanted to return it. Now, first place my head goes to is, ah, they went to a party, used it, and now they're ready to return it. But it was only November. So I'm thinking, well, maybe not. And then I look at her, uh, all what she had purchased in the last month. And she had bought like nine of these kind of sweaters. So she wanted to return it. She returned it. Everything was fine. I refunded her money in full. It had free shipping, so I had to eat the shipping, which is never fun. But I, I have a system in place, as I do, uh, so that I immediately got it relisted. After all, I'd already done all the work. It only took a second to relist it. Sure. And I added $4 to the price because that would cover that shipping that I had to eat. Smart. Two weeks later, she emails me, do you still have that sweater? I want to buy it. What? Exactly. <laughs> she had ordered all these sweaters and after she'd returned mine, decided that mine was the best of the bunch. And now she wanted it again. And I said, absolutely. Here's the link. She bought it full price with the $4 extra in there. And off I shipped it. And it didn't come back again. Wow. I just thought that was the strangest thing to do. You would think I have a 30-day return policy. She would have held on to it longer till she made the decision about what she was going to keep. Wow. Yeah, you know, we should have a little theme song for the show today that, you know, the Doors song, People Are Strange. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, we can't do too much or we'll get in trouble with all that, you know, have to pay yeah. royalties or something. So, <laughs> Okay, Jeffrey, your turn. What is your big nightmare okay, return? So my worst return story uh, goes back to December of 2014. I sold a vintage TV VCR combo on eBay and I tested it, of course, you know, put a tape in and made sure that it played, played great, rewound the tape, whatever, and packaged it up and shipped it from northern Indiana all the way to southern California. So it traveled a long way. Um, the guy 
the buyer emailed me and said, hey, um, I've got a tape stuck in here. What do I do? And I'm like, uh, you know, find out. Do you have a technician in your area? You know, take it to a technician. I mean, let me know what they say. And so instead, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work with the guy, you know, I'm willing to give him, you know, a percentage off or whatever, you know. Um, but instead of responding to me, he opened a not as described case against me, which with the eBay rules the way they were a year ago, put my account in restricted status for almost an entire year. <laughs> Yikes. Nice. Not. Yeah. I just, not. I'm just telling you, I just, I just Googled how to get a tape out of a VCR hundreds if not it's not wait, rocket science it's not it's there's what is that Nine hundred and three thousand results come on people yeah, do it. Do it. here let oh. me google that for you right oh my goodness okay want to hear yeah. mine yes yes i've heard yours i got a good one i got a good one so i got one of those roomba vacuum cleaners at a yard sale 40 bucks and I feel a little guilty because I could tell that that the guy who was selling it just could never figure out how to use it. He knew mm-hmm. nothing about it. The box had been opened. Most of it had never been taken out of the box. He had charged it up to show that it worked, you know. So I couldn't sell it as new, but I sold it as like new. And I listed it on Amazon and eBay. Right? Okay. I've made a mistake here. I sold it too cheap. I sold it for 200 bucks. It sold on Amazon first. Merchant fulfilled. Cool. I forgot to take it off of eBay. No. Oh, I know. And, and it was, I mean, that's a hot price for one of those. So yeah. it sold on eBay. Also, hey, it's okay. No big deal. I go to look for another Roomba. That's when I realized I'd sold it too cheap because I couldn't find one anywhere near the price that I had. it. I found a refurbished one for $245. Mm. Great. Bought it. Had it shipped directly to my customers since they initiated the return and they provided tracking that they'd already returned, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking all is right with the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm out another $45 of my profit, but I had so much profit built into that. It's no big deal. My buyer says, hey, this is not as described. It's got dog hair in the bristles and it's disgusting so i'm like okay send it back have him send it back directly i open the case with the person i bought it from and then have him send it back there oh no 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 he says this is not the vacuum that i sold you The nightmare of this is that I had to refund my buyer. He got the, my person that I bought it from got their money. No, they got the money that, yeah, see, it's so confusing. They got the item back and they got my money. I got nothing. So not wow. only did I. for it twice. Yes. So Oops. not only did I lose money, I lost money. I got no oh. refund on that. That ouched. So uh, word to the wise eBay will not stand behind any drop shipping situations. That's what I learned from that. So ooh, be careful. Normally it works out for me. I mean, normally I, if I double sell something, I go find when I, it's all good. In this particular case, I went, it went really bad. And that one, that one caused me a little bit of heartburn. I must confess. That is a nightmare oh, on was. both, both buyer and seller end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All the way around, that was a lose, lose, lose. Oh, oh, but here, here's the icing on the cake for this one, though. My buyer went and bought another one from that seller. Oh no! Oh man, that's twisting the knife in. Yeah, it was pretty much. <laughs> I gotta love eBay. Gotta love eBay. So I, I have a couple of stories, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about these because there's some lessons in all of these and how to handle these return situations. Uh, this one comes from Kayla Herrera. She says she sold a baby lock embroider, embroidery machine 
twice for $700. Nice. She paid $40 for it. Both times it was returned because it didn't work. But she gets it back. It works just fine, right? Google. So she ended up taking it to a baby lock dealer that is local to her and had it serviced. There was nothing wrong with it. Oh, what a surprise. I'm telling you, you got you just got to expect that with this stuff. And I have a lesson here at the end of this. Just I got I got an editorial here. All right. So she said they sold it on consignment for her and she got $300 out of it. So lesson learned for her. Never intend to sell an item that has so much room for user error. But I'll say something about that in a second. Sadly, they could have read the manual and solved their problems. Yes, we know people don't read. And they obviously did not know anything about general settings. So here's the thing. When you're niched, if she was specializing in this type of machine, her customer would be much more likely to know how to solve these issues. That is mm. one of the perks of niche. Yes. And as she would have been, she would have known how to instruct them and solve that problem. So that is one of the benefits of niche. Yeah, they probably would have said instead of it doesn't work and send it back, saying, I have, I'm having trouble. What should I do? And look to her to being the expert. Well, here's the other thing you can do on your, hopefully you have your own website that promotes your business. You're writing articles about solving those common problems and, and how to deal with that stuff. So people, when people Google these little issues that come up, they pull up your article, they read it. Oh, and now you have a new potential customer. So that, that, that's one of the beauties of niche. Uh, but all was good there. I mean, that here's the other thing. You make your money in the buy. Really smart, only paying $40 for this $700 machine because she didn't lose anything and ultimately made money. So that's awesome story. Let's see. Here's, a, here's another one. <laughs> I love this one. <laughs> you guys are going to laugh. All right. Tell me if anybody relates to this. Uh, this comes from Karen Sexton. She says she had a woman who had cut open a poly mailer bag with scissors and in the process cut the shirt inside. Oh. Uh, she says she, uh, she was livid uh, that uh, the seller would not ship her another one. So she returned it and then had a fit uh, when she would not accept the return and asked her if she... She asked her if she wanted to uh, to pay for me to ship it back, which I think is a little, little binding there. Oh, you guys, we have to talk about this. We have we are just in an era of, of nobody wants to take responsibility for stuff. Okay, and this is where my editorial comes in. I feel very strongly about this. This is costing all of us. Wouldn't you agree? When people ruin something all on their own, and then think, oh, well, I can just get my money back. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You guys can disagree with me if you want. We'll have a good little debate if you do. But <laughs> Sounds like your VCR guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know we're on the, on the same wavelength with this. Uh, I, I don't understand. I want to talk a little bit about this. This kind of mentality that we're getting into and forgetting that, and I don't mean us and probably not you, but in general, the people that we sell to will buy something thinking that it, I, I guess it goes along with like the divorce rate, you know, get married and it's like, yeah, if it works fine now, if I can just get a divorce, you know, it's the same thing with buying something you want. Eh, if it's, if it doesn't make me happy, I just return it because I don't care if somebody else pays the price for that. And it, we all pay the price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prices go. Who's not complaining about rising prices? Well, hello. There's a reason for that. Um, you guys, have you been to when you're out sourcing? I, okay. Oh, you guys both, you don't thrift. You thrift. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the people returning something at a thrift store? Oh, yeah. Those are ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just the attitude you were talking about. You know? I can just it's see. like. Yeah. I can just see me trying to return something at a garage sale. (laughs) Yeah, I bought this. uh, Knock, knock, knock. I uh, I bought this here last week. I'd like a refund. It doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) 
There's no. a point of ridiculous. There is the thr- you know when they when you buy something on sale at the thrift store, they tell you, okay, this is not eligible for return. And I always look at them. It's like I have never returned anything to a thrift store in my life. I mean, I know this is used. I'm buying. I'm. I got it. But yet, there's always somebody wanting to return something at the thrift store. Mm-hmm. It boggles my brain. Boggles my Crazy. brain. Um, so I got a few little interesting statistics about this returns thing. Numbers? Um, You're going to give us numbers? I am, but I'm cheating. So actually, in retail, uh, these numbers are huge. Huge. I was I was blown away. I always thought industry standard was about three to five percent. You're good. I'm telling you, if you're under five percent in your returns, you are golden. You are golden. Uh, the percentages go much much higher, and there's a lot of fraud going on. Um, in fact, Scott, if you want to share my screen right now, these numbers right here. This is specifically dealing with what they call fraud. Uh, meaning somebody will buy something purely with the intent of returning it or giving back the one that's used. That's a lot of money. Wow. That's a lot of money. And it's and it's increasing. That's the sad thing. Is that it's going up and up and up. So uh it, it's costing some money. And and Jeff Jeff could see that now, huh? With our new handy dandy technical stuff yeah. we got going. That's very cool. It's cool. Um so you have to expect that this is going to be on the rise in your e-commerce business as well, because a lot of people are turning to online selling. And and I brought you on specifically uh, to talk a little bit about Amazon and how they mm-hmm. deal with things on the return aspect, because it's a little mm-hmm. different than eBay. So, And I think one has fed the other, so to speak. So mm-hmm. uh, you want to Tell everybody kind of how Amazon works if a customer wants to return something. Sure. Um, well, the main difference really uh, between returning something on eBay and returning something on Amazon goes back to the basic philosophy of um, who the uh, whose customer it is. You know, on eBay, the buyer is your customer, the seller. But on Amazon, every buyer is considered Amazon's customer. Even though they're buying your stuff that's sitting in Amazon's warehouse, Amazon considers them their customer, not yours, which, you know, that's cool. You know, I I store my stuff in the FBA warehouse and then Amazon handles all the communication with the customer. Um, They ship it, obviously, you know, pack it and everything. And that also means that they handle all the returns. So for new Amazon sellers, um, there's that moment of panic when you get the email that says refund initiated for whatever order, you know, and you think, Oh my gosh, what did they do? Why do they don't like my stuff? Why do they return? You know, but there's absolutely nothing that you can do initially because you don't know why they're returning it. They're not communicating with you. They're communicating with Amazon directly. So when you see that refund email, just chill, let Amazon do their business, let them do their work. You'll find out eventually what's going on. When you find out what's going on is when that person actually returns the item to the warehouse. Now, Amazon's policy is if someone asks for a refund, Amazon gives them the money right away, but then they give the buyer 45 days to physically return the item to an FBA warehouse, okay? And I have had a couple of instances where a customer has gotten a refund from something they bought from me. Um, but I held on to that email and watched that particular um, item. And on day 46, I check my inventory. And if they have not returned that item, then I open a case with Amazon and say, hey, what gives? You know, they had 45 days. And I've actually had a couple instances where I've had the refund reversed and mm-hmm. gotten my money back because the customer didn't return it. Okay. So that's one thing to keep in mind when you're selling on Amazon is keep track of those things. Secondly, though, uh, when the customer returns it, you know, there's a couple different reasons that they could be returning it. Number one, they could just change their mind. Okay, they receive your item. Let's say that you've got a, uh, I don't know, a brand new sealed um, board game. Okay, that they bought. They get it. They open it up. They look at it. They say, nah, this doesn't look like that much fun. I changed my mind. So they ask for a refund. They ship it back to Amazon. If Amazon gets the item back in the same condition 
that it was when they shipped it, then Amazon will just put it back in your inventory and um, your listing goes live again and you're ready to sell it again. Uh, you know, it's just like nothing ever happened. OK. Another reason is, um, you know, they could open it and decide that it's uh, defective. In that case, they'll report that to Amazon. It comes back to the warehouse. When it gets to the warehouse, Amazon will put it in your unfulfillable inventory as defective. Now, it won't go live to sell again. It will sit in your unfulfillable inventory until you decide what you're going to do with it. And before I talk about that, I'm going to give you uh, something else. It could also be a customer damaged item. There are several items that are returned. Um, the customer didn't necessarily say it was defective, but maybe they opened the packaging or something else happened. Okay. And then when it gets back to the warehouse, Amazon will uh, classify that as customer damaged. Okay. So those are the two different things that you're going to see in your unfulfillable inventory. You see either one of those, you have two choices once it's in your unfulfillable inventory. You can say, um, you can tell Amazon to just destroy it, which they'll charge you like 15 cents, you know, to destroy an item. And they'll just, I don't think they actually destroy it. I think, you know, they sell it to, uh, through semi-loads to liquidators or whatever. Okay. Um, but secondly, you could also ask Amazon to return it to you, which is doing a removal order. And for some reason, Amazon only charges you 50 cents an item. I know it's so crazy. It <laughs> Isn't that insane? I had, this is no lie, Danny. I had a baby stroller. I mean, a four Whoa. foot box baby stroller that was selling FBA. The customer returned it and Amazon shipped it back to me for 50 cents. I love it. I don't know how much they paid to ship it, but it only cost me 50 cents. So, hey, hey, Jeffrey, real quick. So you're talking about fulfillment by Amazon when you ship the stuff to the warehouse and they handle it. What about merchant fulfilled? We have that question come in on the chat from Wiggle 57. Wiggle 50. I like that name. Wiggle 57. Right. Uh, merchant fulfilled. Then you just handle a lot like eBay. And, you know, you decide what your policy is for your business. Um, in my case, I pretty much give refunds right away. If someone says, hey, I've got a problem. I just write it off, consider it a cost of business and say, I'm so sorry you had a problem. Here's a refund. Keep your item. I mean, obviously, if I had a $700, what did you have, a sewing machine you were talking about? Yeah. You know, that'd be a little different story. I probably wouldn't give that away. Right. But most of my items are 10, 20, even 30, 40 bucks. You know, big deal. It creates goodwill. The customer leaves you great feedback on eBay. Sometimes even on Amazon, they leave you good feedback and uh, they come back to buy from you again because they know they can trust you. Yeah. And, and I just want to mention, so um, I practice what I preach. I, I have pulled up on the screen right here. If you want to show that this is my actual return policy. You can go see it on utterlygoodstuff.com is how you can get to my store. I do a 60 day, 60 day uh, money back return. And I'm telling you guys have a very generous return policy. The benefits of having that far outweigh these little irritating, annoying, all those other words you want to throw in there. Yes, yes, they make us crazy when it happens. Uh, but your sales will far exceed your returns if you are generous. The worst thing you can do is have no returns. You know what that tells me? That says, well, I'm not I'm not really sure you're going to like this. Uh, so here you go. Buy at your own risk. No, no, no. And I'll and, take it back. And I think the longer your return policy the more apt your buyer is to forget to mail it back. Ah, it's another point I was going to make. Because if they only have seven days, they're rushing oh, to get it back to you. They're on it. You give them 60 days. Oh, I got. I could do that next week, next month. Yeah, they're going to think, oh, you know, I got 60 days. Yeah, it's gone. They've forgotten. Boom. Yep. yep. It's yep. done. Exactly. Human nature. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be specific in your returns policy on eBay. And again, um, I really spell out what I expect. It needs, and I tell them, if it's damaged in shipping, I'm not going to ask you to send it back. I just need a picture. That's it. To file the insurance claim, I just need a picture. I tell them that uh, when they're looking at my return policy and uh, that they do need to, if it is required to be returned, it does need to be returned in the condition that it was sent. You need to have this language in your returns policy for eBay to back you up. They will back you up if it's in your return policy, but most sellers are not spelling this out. They're just not. Uh, so be very proactive and go in there and and do that. And remember, you guys, 
the customer is always right. Even when they're not. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean that they are. It just means that they are. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to fight with your customers. You don't want to battle it out. You want to just make things right, make things go away. I've got customers that fired at me with one of those scathing, like, you were out to fraud me things. You refund, you treat it well, and they come back and go, whoa, nobody's ever done that before. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll add one. Sorry, Jeffrey. Um, I'm sorry. I had a, a, just a couple weeks ago, um, I sold a, a tape recorder and the buyer emailed me and said, Hey, this isn't working. You know, the volume's not working or whatever. And I said, I'm so sorry. It worked great for me. I gave him an immediate refund. Um, he said, do you want to ship it back? I said, no, 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 just keep it. And, uh, the next day he emailed me again and said, okay, so I messed around with a little bit and cleaned it up with some alcohol and now it's working fine. And he gave, he he paid me again. Wow. Wow. That's a great buyer. Yeah. You betcha. And you know, we are, we are out of time for this segment, but I'm telling you, you're in the niche to profit Facebook group. You're in the niche to profit Facebook group. I, of course, am in the niche to profit Facebook group. Come on over and let's keep the conversation going. And we can talk about how we, we work through these problems and, and not get our blood pressure up. And, uh, Thank you, Jeffrey, for being on. And we're going to bump right into our Why Won't They Buy segment. We are. I know. I just threw that on Scott. (laughs) You know, that's because we talk too much. (laughs) There was so much more to say. It's a great great topic. There really is. And that's why we have the Facebook group to come over there and keep going on these conversations. But uh, we want to, and, and Jeffrey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're like, this is a time thing. Um, so let's talk about some of these items that just are not moving the way you thought they sh- should move. And I got to tell you guys, I got to tell you, one of the perks of being one of my appsters, it's one of the members of the now Niche to Profit Academy, is that you get first dibs of getting in on this segment. All right, so we've got uh, Gail. Is this yours, Gail? Yeah. She says uh, she's had this at many different price points, with and without free shipping, tweaked title, slimmed it down, plumped it up. Now what? All right, so here's the thing. Um, most of these vintage sewing notions lots have, like, massive amounts of stuff with them is is what I found when I was researching this. So it's not that your your price is bad, um, but really uh, people just aren't going to say, hey, I want to go get a bunch of sewing notions now. They have to be motivated for a reason to buy unless they're looking for a specific thing. And if they're looking for a specific one of those things, they don't want to pay 16 bucks. And, and she's not doing free shipping on this as well. So this really would have been uh, like 20 bucks, like 20 bucks, you know? People just are not, they're not that motivated anymore. Uh, So we have to motivate them. Now, I, if this were mine and I was ready to clear this and get this out of there, I would do a 99 cent auction. (gasps) I know, I know, I would. Because you have to decide what is your goal. Is the goal to sell it and get it out of your inventory or is the goal to hang on and try to get a little bit of profit out of it? It's not... $159 item. It's a $15.99 item. It's taking your time. It's taking your listing fee every month or using one of your your free listings. So uh, 99 cent auction. Now, if you were niched in sewing stuff, this could be a loss leader. Uh, But I did look and see you don't have a whole lot of of sewing things, listings. So the listing isn't bad. Um, And I don't even mind the long title because you've actually spelled out the pieces that are in it. It is just that uh, it's just not drawing people to it because they're just not motivated. It's not enough stuff. Now, the other thing you could do is try to find some other stuff, plump it up, and then you could actually like raise the price. Um, But it's got to be either a lot more stuff in the lot or uh, just move it. I'd just move this. I'd like to see the word lot further up in the title, not hmm. not tacked on at the end. Perhaps, yeah. Uh, I used to search by 
huge lot of, and then leave it and just pull up everything. It didn't care what category. I wanted to see huge lot of. That was my search, my saved search. That was fun stuff. But you got to have a huge lot. You can't disappoint. So, all right. Um, and next, let me see. Pull up the right one here. There we go. Um, Beth Kelly sends this in. She says she's had this listed since November 24th. It's had 82 views. Uh, she paid $15 for it. So this is a Ralph Lauren uh, Indian blanket skirt. Very desirable item, by the way. It looks very cool. The only thing I would change in that title is I would I would take out blue. I would put Ralph Lauren Indian blanket skirt and put wool. Wool is not in the title. So Ralph Lauren Indian blanket skirt wool Southwestern wrap size 12. Okay, here's what I think is wrong with this. Price is okay. One just sold for like $165. Same skirt. Here's what I think the problem is. Beth is very niched in plus size and larger size items. I look at that picture and think, I could wear that. That's a problem if you're looking for plus size because I'm one of those hated skinny people. Very much so. <laughs> Speaking know. for the plus size people. No, really. I this is, Plump up your mannequin. Whatever you need to do to show that this is a size 12. I think somebody would come over here and go, that's not going to fit me. When people look at clothing, they want to get an image of what that's going to look like on them. And I think that's the that's the problem here is that it just looks too skinny. It does. It needs a little plump. It needs a little booty. Got anything else to add for Beth? No, I think you pretty much covered it. <laughs> because I would look at that as a plus size person and say, um, that's never going to fit my hips. Yeah. And good point in the chat over there is Jen. By the way, Jen, Jen's my daughter. Uh, She's at mom's show. I'm so impressed. Uh, so she's saying size 12 is not a plus size. Correct. It, it's not technically, um, but it's not a petite size. Right. It's not a skinny size two. Yeah. And, and that is what the skirt looks like. It looks like you need to be a pencil to wear it. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was my name in uh, junior high. I did was, not know that. It, it was I was called pencil or I was called Deneen the green bean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Turn sideways, stick your tongue out, and you'll be a zipper. Yeah, that was me. So Nothing's changed much. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. We'll not get on that topic. Uh, I think that's the problem here. I think that's the only reason this hasn't sold, because it's a Ralph Lauren. You've had 85 people look at it, so it's not a matter of it getting seen. It's a matter of them coming over and going, "Mm, no, that's not going to look good on me. So I I think we'll get it sold. (laughs) My daughter says she's never letting me live that one down. Uh, I'm sure not. It's okay, honey. I have naked baby pictures of you. Just saying. All right. So, uh, obviously, we can't cover everything in our little five-minute segment here. Uh, So, come on over. If you would like not just a review of a listing, but an entire review of your business, I have a 25-point business review where I'm going to go in personally. It's me doing the work. I go in there and I find all the places that you could be making more money, getting bigger prices for stuff, whether it's doing your pictures better, doing your marketing better. I'm going to look at your social and how you're putting things out there and really help you make more money in your business. You can go to thedannyapp.com forward slash slash business review. And because you watch the show, you get 100 bucks off. 100 bucks off. Uh, you just need to use the code N, the number 2P, N2P, and you will get all of that for 97 bucks. What a deal. Yeah, I'll make you more money. And when you make more money, you have hot sales. Bow chicka wow wow. See, I beat you to it. <laughs> See, I know, I know his mind now. He was ready to push that button. I know he was. 
because he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't like my my music. It's all good. I'm a child. I'm a child of the '60s. Okay. All right. Hot sales. Hot sales. What do we got? Who is this? I have to look. Oh, look! It's Jeffries. Uh, this is a vintage RCA Victor Victrola Deluxe model, whatever that is, record player. But this is the cool part. Uh, not my biggest ROI, return on investment, but probably my favorite sale of the week. Bought this for $5 at an auction in November and sold for $54.97 plus shipping. Two things to note, he says. Use the word Bakelite, and that's what that word here, I'll scroll over there. That's what that says, Bakelite. Uh, use the word Bakelite. If it has Bakelite on it, use Bakelite. Uh, that is a hot, hot keyword. It, it tells age, too. It tells you it's oh, truly absolutely. vintage, because they don't use Bakelite anymore. And he says, did you notice? This thing doesn't work. <laughs> oh. And I'm no, I'm seeing his shipping is almost as much as he got for the product. Check that out. Check for that economy, out. so that is amazing. And, and while he only, yeah, he only got two bids. Let's see what they are. Forty nine. Did it start at? No, it started fifty two seventy five. Fifty two seventy five. Yeah, I probably would have started at forty nine ninety nine. Just that little bit of a tickle, you know, as low as you can go. But hey, you know, I, I'll take that profit margin because he didn't have to pay the shipping out of that. Absolutely. Good. There's so much gobbledygook on closed listings now. You got to. Mm-hmm. All right. Good job, Jeffrey. Thank you for submitting that. Next, we have, whoops, whoops, where am I? I'll get this straight, guys. Here we go. (laughs) All right, this is an antique doctor's bag. I love, she gave me a little story on this. And I tell you, this this truly is what eBay is all about for, for a lot of sellers. Oh, I love this when there's stories with stuff. It's a story. Leslie Roberts says, I count this as a huge score. Uh, just received this note from a client who purchased an antique doctor's bag for me. I let the bag go for less than 50% of the listed price, and now very happy I did. Sometimes angels just guide you. Uh, by the way, she only paid $4.49 for this. So even half of the listed price is a darn mm. good profit. That's what I'm telling you. So the note was, hi, Leslie, just wanted to give a special thank you. This bag means a lot to me. After graduating medical school 50 plus years ago, I made a partial living during residency and fellowship doing house calls on weekends. This was the same type of bag that I carried. Now retired, I enjoy practice doing house calls on terminally ill patients, hospice care. I'm able to show caring and humanitarianism. That's a long word. Humanitarianism. Woo. Got to give that a spelling word for my kids. Uh, this bag represents an important part of who I was and who I am. Oh, I love that. Oh, like a goosies. I know. Ah, gosh, that is, ah, yes. I love that. And she says, this is one of the things I love about eBay. Yes, uh, you don't get that on Amazon. I'm sorry. You're never going to get a nice little cushy story from, from people on, on Amazon. For selling an iPhone case or whatever. Right. You know, the commodity stuff. Uh, but that just, ah. I just love that. And 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 that's a good profit. I mean, 85 $95 math. <laughs> yeah. We'll take that. Good. We got the sound effects working again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah, gosh. Just you're right. Just gives me chills. Just gives me chills. Let's see. Yeah, we have time for one more. Let's go here. Let's go here. This comes from Lyle Robinson. Lyle's a new member over at the Niche to Profit group. He just found us over there. Uh, and he's, yes, I hope he's watching the show. Lyle, you watching the show? Um, found this item at a local thrift store paid. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? A dollar? 75 cents. 75 cents. Cool. Sold it a few months later for a best offer of $50 to a very happy buyer. Yes. I have to I have to laugh. You know, I copy and paste a lot. And when you copy and paste off of Facebook and somebody used a smiley face, it says smile emoticon. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't erase it. Uh, so, yeah. So these old Hallmark ornaments, you guys, thrift stores get these in and it's just an ornament. They're not looking these things up. They're pricing them just like a let's see if we can let's pull that picture up bigger. 
they're just pricing these like an ornament, like an old ornament. This is from the 1980s. I, th- I think this one was 1984. Two, I think it said. 82. You're right. Hello. How old is somebody who was born in 1982? Uh, 33 or 34. You know, depending if they had a January birthday. Hello. This is emotional. This is like that ornament they got as a kid. And yes, emotion equals profits. I'm telling you, I know that it sounds really harsh, uh, but people don't buy on price when there is a sentimental factor attached. When my kids were young, we they got an ornament every year, mostly Hallmark ornaments. And when they moved away, we gave them their ornaments. Exactly. And my tree looked so sad because all those years of memories that had been going on my tree all those years were suddenly gone. Yeah, And several of them, I did go on eBay and replace them because... They just spent so much, like my daughter's first ornament. I wanted that on my tree too. Yeah. We did so the same absolutely thing. Absolutely from emotion. So that tells me this is a tradition that was a tradition that, you know, was not just my family. Uh, they carry, yeah, you always got your your kids an ornament, especially. And in our family, we didn't just get one. We got one from grandma. We got one from Auntie Lynn. Oh, wow. Like, you know? well, my, mine just got one, but, yeah. but it was always something to do that marked that year. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, my grandmother had, I guess, and I guess it's a, a long tradition. Um, she was from Germany. Actually, she was from Austria. And they put a pickle on the tree. And I remember when you found a replacement pickle. Well, here's the story behind that is my daughter, when my grandmother got older and she had Alzheimer's. And we knew it was kind of like the last Christmas the tree was going to be up. My And my daughter snagged the pickle. She snagged the pickle uh, to preserve it in the family. And um, and it was the absolute best gift I was ever given as my daughter gave me that pickle. Because our Mimi was, she was everything. Uh, gosh, we miss Mimi. Um, and, and then the pickle somehow got thrown out with, the live Christmas tree one year. I know. God, it still pains me. Uh, so I still am looking for that pickle. I still have not, I've found reproductions. I, you know, the copies. So if anybody out there has a genuinely antique mercury glass pickle ornament, I'm your buyer. Price it high. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you probably could because I, I would buy it. So, um, but yeah, yeah, sentimental. It's all gushy. Absolutely. Ah! It's what makes us buy some of this stuff for these crazy prices. Just like the doctor in his bag. Exactly. He didn't prize that bag when he first started out. It was just another thing, and it's something he left behind. But now as he looks back and he's doing house calls again, that pulls at his heartstrings. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. I love connecting people to things that mean something to them. Yes. And... This was only like, oh gosh, a little little tootling of, of the hot sales that we have. Come on over. As I said, it's now called the Niche to Profit Facebook group. That's new, by the way, guys. Um, Niche to Profit Facebook group where we run a thread every Sunday called Score of the Week. And literally there are just oodles and oodles of all these great examples and the stories behind them to help you find better stuff to sell. Yeah. Look out for one of those pickles. I got a little something new to show you guys. Ooh, what do we got?
Yeah, favorite part of the show. I just have to say, if you are listening to this, you know, on on iTunes and only in getting audio only on that last little bit, that was my very first ever little little commercial. And uh, we're we're working on getting a little voiceover so you actually know what the words are saying. Um, but me, I am not the technology goddess. So that's why there isn't one. <laughs> but we're working on that. All right. Pick it or pass it. I love this. So first, Vanna, why don't you tell them what they could win? Well, this week we have a fabulous t-shirt featuring the Vegas Video Network. Look, she did it right. She did it right. <laughs> and let's get niche. <laughs> Additionally, they, we have a tote bag for the Niche to Profit show. Great for going to like yard sales, estate sales. Church sales where you got to tote a bunch of stuff Just around. carry it backwards. And a coffee mug from the Niche to Profit show for your coffee, your tea, or your Dr. Pepper. Ah, yes, of course. Or <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, Scott says, or for your honey jack. <laughs> Whatever you need to get your listing. Exactly. There we go. Exactly. So the winner gets the choice. And? I'm adding something. Ooh, ooh what you adding? I'm adding something. So I got, like, Danny, Danny, how come you don't ever offer us, like, your books? Ooh, so oh. what book are you offering? You have many. I'm offering, this is the first book I ever wrote. Right here. Uh, I actually, I take that back. So I wrote Buying at Storage Lockers. For fun and profit, but it was an ebook only. And then I wrote buying at auction houses for fun and profit. But here's the cool thing: buying at storage lockers is in the back. It's a twofer. It's a twofer. It's a twofer. So we're gonna throw that in too. Um, I kind of laid low on the whole storage locker thing for a while because it was not a good place to go sourcing. Uh, it's coming back. It's coming back. The whole you know glamour has died off of all the reality TV shows that were like, oh, yeah, there's like no work involved. You just buy these things and make millions of dollars. No, it doesn't work that way. Uh, So you want the inside tips? There, I got the book for it. All right. So uh, last week's little little doodad there uh, was actually a Circle of Friends monkey candle holder priced at... $12.99, no discount, Uh, possibly a Windstone product. Uh, It was not marked, though, so we can't definitely say that, and I couldn't find another one like it. Uh, But here's the deal. It was $12.99. Now, here's why I did not not pick it. Uh, Purely price-based, because it's a really cool item. Uh, That's why it drew me from the shelf. Monkeys in a circle? Yeah. Uh, $12.99, not so much, because it's... And the clue I gave was it was heavy. I said it. I said it in the clues that it was heavy. And so it's going to cost probably $10 to $15 to ship. Could have priced it in the $50 range with free shipping. You're, You're already $30 in. Yeah. It's not enough wiggle room for me to be happy. So I did, that's, that is why. So we passed it this week. So we did. So let's see. So let's, how did our people do? Well, let's see. Better get the treasure chest. I'm going to, oh yeah, we probably need the uh, the magic stage coach to put our okay, little entries in. Okay, put our na- entries in. All right, so Let's we've got, all right, um, we've got Tracy Rutz said orangutan stone candle holder. We're going to give that to her. That's a form of monkey. Uh, Doba Smith looks like a circle of friends candle holder with apes instead of people, similar to some of the Windstone products. So I'll guess it's a Windstone ape candle holder and Danny picked it. You get an entry because you said what it was, but nope, I passed it. I passed it. We've got Anne-Marie Marciano, circle of apes candle holder. I will guess passed it. Ding, ding, ding. Two entries. And... Carla Sissio, stoneware candle holder, pass it. You know what? I'm going to give that to you because it is stoneware and it's a candle holder. I'm going to give that to you. Absolutely. And But you said I passed it. So, so even better. There you go. We have Sharon Odenal. 
I would like to, she, she answered before and she fine-tuned her answer. She says, uh, I would like to say that it appears to be either marble or alabaster, leaning towards alabaster and it's a candle holder. I say Danny picked it. I'm going to, it's a candle holder. I'm going to give it to her. There you go. I'm easy here. I'm easy. All right. And we have Lisa Hensley, Circle of Friends candle holder. Most like uh, pottery earthenware, could be alabaster. They sell close to $50, not including shipping. Gosh, she is spot on. Uh, due to the cost, she's $12.95. And the weight of the item, I will say you passed it because it won't bring enough net. Whoop, whoop, Lisa. Yeah. And she says, I love this segment, the education part of it, especially. Yeah, that's the thing, guys. If you're looking this stuff up, guess what? You're learning something about something you can make money on or save money because you didn't pick it up. And did you learn something this week? Yeah, I did. I learned lots of stuff every week. No, I, you know, I actually I, I actually uh, did not know this was a Winstone product. So, yeah, that was something that I actually got to delve into. Um, Adrian Marie Hall. Here's her entry, but I got to read her email. Uh I just have to say that I love your show. I caught last week's show, and I'm going to have to binge watch shows 1 through 32. Woohoo! Now there's 1 through 34, 35. <laughs> uh, I'm sure to enjoy each one of them. So here's my take on the item. It looks like a carved soapstone or marble candle holder. The monkeys, apes, remind me of those from the movie Planet of the Apes. It's interesting. There we go. I love this. It's interesting and ugly enough that at $12.99, I would have probably purchased it to resell because ugly and unusual items tend to sell. That is true. That's a Dannyism. That is true. Uh, so I'm going to say that you might have picked it for those reasons. I didn't pick it because of the price. It was purely a price thing, guys. Otherwise, that sucker would have been in my cart. And if I'd have had mom along for a 50% discount, I really would have picked it. Uh, looking forward to finding out what you decided to do next Thursday. Have a fantastic week. You too, Adrian. All right. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. There we go. You like quadruple folded these. I did. Carla Sissio. Carla Sissio. Don't forget, let Danny know. Choice of tote bag. T-shirt. Coffee mug or whatever mug or <laughs> the buying at auction houses for fun and profit. And where do they send their information? I don't know. You tell them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure which email you're using for that. You send it to niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com, which is right, right down there. I always love watching and see how well my finger lines up. Okay. This week, here's your clues. Oh. It's kind of dark. Is it that dark for them? It looks dark on our screen. It's not that dark. Uh, here's your clues. This has lots of possibilities. A fruit fanatic would love this in their kitchen. Priced at $19.99 with a 25% discount sounds juicy. Send your answers to niche to profits at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Niche to profits at VegasVideoNetwork.com. There we go. What did I do? Wow. That went fast. Really fast. Really fast. Yeah. Hey, I want to uh, let everybody know uh, I didn't think, well, that commercial was playing. I said there's a promo code for a free trial. It is N2P. No, it's not. It's show seven. I lied. <sighs> Got to get my promo codes. Show seven. Show seven. Uh, come over. Check out Niche to Profit academy.com niche to profit academy.com jeff thank you for being on the show if you're so hey there he is um uh thank you for being on the show we'll definitely have jeff on again he has a a wealth of information and yeah you can see this the replays you can go binge watch all the episodes over on places like itunes youtube uh both the danny app channel and the vegas video network channel uh, Roku, Stitcher, TuneIn, Chromecast, Apple TV, Google TV, Fire TV, and of course, the VegasVideoNetwork.com. He likes that one. And really, you guys, just come on over, learn stuff, make bigger profits. Thank you, Don, for coming on once again. Happy to be here. <laughs>
We'll have Thanks you back. Thanks for having me. And with that, guys, go be profitable and make it fun. 